The houses were modest, the families inside young and frugal. In the summer, it felt like a neighborhood of children whose adventures took place in small yards bordered by a chain-link fence, train tracks, and beyond that, a sewer system that would, when they were old enough to climb the fence, become a new place to play. When they were young, though, the yards were the extent of their world, and that was plenty. It was a world of motion and noise, cries and laughter, the sound of records and radios, the clatter and chatter from mothers cooking, cleaning, and hanging up clothes, and the shouted greetings of fathers, day and night, at the start and end of their shifts, mostly in GM factories. Only at twilight, after the children were in bed, did the streets grow quiet enough to hear the occasional TV laugh track through an open window and the continuous buzz of an electrical tower that loomed over the neighborhood, driving them all mad. Pontiac's Harrington Hills, like so many communities across the United States, was peopled with men and women busily rebuilding society after World War II. Theirs was the stuff of the American dream. Faith, family, country. What made Pontiac unique was that its citizens were people of many ethnicities and races, all having been recruited in previous decades to come north to Michigan to work in the exploding auto industry. African Americans, Mexicans, Eastern Europeans, Italians, Irish. Anyone and everyone from throughout the United States and abroad who wanted a union job and a settled future. In the late 1940s and early 1950s, GIs back from fighting joined the influx, and whole neighborhoods sprouted up to house them, just as schools were built to educate their children. That was key to the dream. Having survived a hideous recent past, they wanted a better future for their children. They found it in Pontiac, where the school district became the best in the state. Silvio Tony Ciccone, 24, and his new bride, Madonna Fortin, 22, added to the Harrington Hills bustle when they moved into a small bungalow on Thor Street in 1955. Their arrival came amid a second great wave of migration into the community, which filled it with people their age and at the same stage of life. That meant that when Madonna began having children, five in five years, beginning with Anthony in 1956 and Martin in 1957, she was surrounded by mothers doing the same. The community of strangers became family and that strengthened the young couple's bond as they embarked on what they fully expected would be a long and happy life together. Tony Ciccone was the youngest of six boys born to Italian immigrants from the Adriatic region of Abruzzo, who had settled in western Pennsylvania to work in the steel mills. His family was physically in the United States, but in every other way it had remained in Italy. The Ciccones lived among Italians, spoke Italian in the home and on the street, and filled their house with the dark and death-oriented Catholic imagery that made Southern Italian churches so terrifying. All the boys worked in the steel mills except Tony, who joined the Air Force and went to college. He exemplified the first-generation immigrant spirit. He was prepared to work hard, study hard, 
follow the rules, whatever it took to be American and raise American children who would enjoy opportunities vastly superior to his own. Madonna Louise Fortin would help him do that. She was a spirited, musical, and industrious young woman, one of eight children of French-Canadian stock. Her family lived in Bay City, Michigan, where her father had been successful in one of the region's biggest industries, lumber. They were considered upper class in that town of sawmills and shipbuilders. The Fordens, too, were devoutly religious, but their version of Catholicism was less extreme than the Chaconis. Tony and Madonna met in 1951 at the wedding of Madonna's brother, who was stationed with Tony at an airbase in Texas. In 